Alright, how are you doing today, Monty? I'm doing pretty normal today, honestly. It's yeah. pretty bright out here. Pretty bright. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, welcome to, what is it, Smartest Idiot, Dumbest Genius? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Monty, if you wouldn't mind telling the reason why it's called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't mind. So, the smartest idiot is, well, me, of course, because I like to call myself an idiot, but, well, I'm also smart. And the dumbest genius is my friend here. Hello. Because, well, <laughs> he is definitely a genius, but uh, I'll admit he can be an idiot sometimes, but it is what it is. I'm a very smart brick. Alright, so let's get on with uh, a little disclaimer. So, first off, we're 18-year-olds. We haven't seen the world. We don't really know all that. We don't have a chance to have Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, so just be a little forewarned that, you know, this is going to be the most awkward, weird, probably insane thing you're going to view for a while. So just just stay by, and eventually we'll learn about things together. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, so... Is it okay if I start off with my topic first, Monty? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Alright, so I actually wanted to bring up the fact that we're starting on, you know, a Wednesday, and most things mm -hmm. you want to start on a Monday. I think it's, yeah. it's important to start what you want to start at the moment, right? What's your thoughts? Yeah. So, let's see. Starting off at the, at the moment. Well... Of course, it's an idea that we discussed a while back, but the idea of doing something before you can regret the decision, well, right? For the audience, right? We, we gotta dig into this for the audience. Okay, sure. So, you have thoughts or doubts in your mind that would come around when you want to do something, right? So, the way how to counteract that is acting somewhat impulsively. Or just doing the thing in question before you can have the chance to think otherwise. Well, I wouldn't say impulsively. Like, then again, you, you can't just run out and, like, face palm into a running car, right? You gotta oh, yeah, yeah. think before you act. Mm -hmm. But I think what you're saying there is the importance of just, if it seems like the right thing to do, just do it. Is that well, what you're saying? The... I'm basically saying don't overthink it, but I'm putting it into more of a concrete way of well, that sort of things you can do. Everybody's heard of don't overthink it, right? Exactly. It's kind that's of a cliche why, at this point. Exactly. That's why I don't preach cliches. Yeah. So, another one of the things I wanted to touch on with starting stuff is the fact that, well, we all know about New Year's resolutions, right? Yes, of course. Don't you think it's kind of stupid we wait a whole year just to, like, try to change our lives? Well, you see, I find that completely funny because I I don't know, like, 100%, but what I do know is that a lot of people do not keep up with the news resolutions. Well, yeah, but why not just start losing weight now instead of waiting for a whole year? It feels like an excuse. Well... It's like the idea of Valentine's Day, right? You can show your love to your significant other any day of the week or any time of the year. But specifically that day, why? Because it's like a holiday. And I would say that New Year's resolutions is like a holiday type of thing for New Year's Day. 
I suppose. At least that's my opinion on it. Well, of course, you got to think about Valentine's Day. It makes a lot of money for certain groups of people, but. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Besides. I mean, for also for gym memberships, you know, they're going to make a lot of money on that. New Year's resolutions. Well, it, that's just kind of the weird thing. Isn't it always just like losing weight? That seems to be the one New Year's resolution. <laughs> well, it's either that or some. It's always something about self improvement. Yeah, but, like, nobody makes a New Year's resolution that's like, I'm going to eat 50 pounds of chocolate cake, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's never, yeah, yeah, it's never anything along those lines. Yeah, you always try to stick with something positive. Yeah. I mean, it would be funny if someone were to come up to me and say, hey, my New Year's resolution was to eat 200 pounds of cake in one day. (laughs) And I did it! Next scene, just them rolling him up to the ER. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's interesting how we wait a whole year just to have one day where we promise something that we don't deliver on. <laughs> yeah, I find that very fascinating. And that also goes into kind of around the starting things topic, right? Yeah. Continue, elaborate, enumerate for me. I will, I will. So, New Year's Day is a day that people would, it's a new start for the year, right? So people have the idea that, okay, New Year's resolution, so I'll start to do something new. And then, like, if you go to Planet Fitness, for instance, my brother, he goes there a lot. During January, around that time to February, you will notice, well, he noticed to be more exactly, that the amount of people there fell drastically. So they started to go to the gym more often, but they never finished it out throughout the entire year. And I find that fascinating. Well, because it's difficult, right? Well, I will say it's more of a... Well, it's it's a myriad of different things. I would say it's consistency, willingness to do it in general, and yeah. So, consistency, that's kind of the important thing, because it's a resolution, it's a schedule thing, right? Yes. So, could it have to do with the fact that it's just really hard to get into the habit of doing something? That definitely could be it. In fact, sounds likely that it is it. Well, yeah, because you think about it, it's really hard to make a habit, super hard to break a habit, I mean... Come on, Monty, you, you gotta have one that you've been trying to get rid of for ages, right? See, don't want to derail your train of thought here, but I'm a, I find myself to be the contrary, right? Ooh, okay. Where I can break habits with relative ease, okay. but making habits is way too hard. Let me give you an example, right? Okay. Waking up early, right? That's a habit that can be good or bad, depending on situations, right? So, you can wake up early very often, and let's say someone has a hard time with, you know, making good habits, they'll be waking up whenever they want to. And then let's see, let's say someone that's, you know, good at making good habits, they'll be waking up when they should be. So they'll have that consistency down. Versus someone that's, well, good at, well, let me phrase that, can break habits easily can just decide that one day they're just not going to wake up. 
I mean, not. And there goes the monetization out the window. Yep. There goes the money. All right, you mentioned well, death. So, so it sounds like what you're saying is the importance of certain people can make habits really easily, certain people break them really easily. And it's important to have the right habits, is what you're saying? Yes, but I would say it's more important to have discipline. Discipline. Okay, well, define that. All right. So, this was going to be discussed at a later date, but I will have a little teaser oh, Give us a teaser. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, teaser, exactly. So, discipline and willpower. They get confused very often, all right? So I'll start off with willpower. Willpower is based on desire, based on wanting. So let's give an example. So let's say you really want to become a dancer, right? Mm -hmm. So you put the hours in, you practice, you put the time in, you do everything you need to do in order to become a dancer because you want to. That would be willpower. And anything that stands in your way, you would push you would push it aside to make sure you get there, right? Discipline is along the lines of I'm going to do it regardless of what I want, because it's what I should do or what I have to do. So discipline example. Oh, okay, can go I go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It sounds like you're saying discipline is like, even if I don't want to go to the gym because, heck, I want to eat my 300 pounds of cake, <laughs> I go and do one or the other. But if I'm mm -hmm. disciplined, I'll be able to tell myself, I need to go to the gym because it's good for me, even if I don't want to? Yes, exactly. So, I'll... Well, what was your example you were going to give? Mm -hmm. So, this is the last example I'll give for discipline and willpower before it's no longer a teaser. Yeah. So... An example is, once again, the gym situation, right? Yeah. So we have someone that goes to the gym. Why? Because they want to become extremely buff. So what do they do? They get up, work out, they do whatever. They might not be very consistent with it. So keep that in mind. They can be working out anytime, any day. But as long as they get that end result, they're happy. That's what willpower is mainly about. And then... Discipline, that's if that person that wakes up every day, same time, goes to the gym, regardless if they want to or not, because they want, usually be like an end result, or just because for the sake of staying healthy, different things. Well, it's because they've told themselves, I'm going to the gym. Yeah? I do not disagree, nor do I agree, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play along. Okay, well, the, the interesting thing to matter here, so you're saying willpower is you want to get something. A discipline is you're making yourself do something. Which would you rather have? Hmm. Well, well first off, I'm going to start off by just saying that I personally think that I have a lot more willpower than discipline. You you just want to get stuff done. Yes. So but that it means, might be yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If you I'm just saying that means if you don't want to get it done, it's not getting done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. 
But of course, I'll also go into the downside of discipline as well. So, addiction, habits. Yeah, we're going there. <laughs> so, you get addicted to something, you're in the habit of doing that over and over again. Regardless if you want to stop or not, well, you're still doing it. Versus someone that, you know, is, let's say, once driven. And, yeah, we can, we, can, we can say that. Someone that's once driven will decide one day, hey, I don't want to be like that. And they'll start taking the path into not being addicted. So are you saying that drugs are kind of like discipline, but in like the drugs forcing you to do something you don't want to do? Hmm. That's good food for thought. Well, because I was, I was sitting there, I'm like, isn't it kind of the opposite? Like, because the, the ultimate goal of the drug, it once again, Christian boy, haven't done anything in my life, but my my idea that I've gotten from it is to feel happy at the end result of it. Is this not correct? Oh, you're not you're not wrong by any means. Me, people have different reasons for doing drugs, but the most common one I usually find out is, well, because it makes them happy. Okay, so. If that's the case, isn't that more of a willpower thing? Like, I'm going to get drugs to be happy. I don't care what gets in the way. Yes, you can approach it from that angle. So would you say that a high willpower person has a likelihood to become addicted to things? Oh, for sure. Oh, oh But I would also say they're just as likely <laughs> to leave that addiction as well. But people who are more disciplined, it's harder to get into an addiction, but also harder to leave it? Exactly. They're stone. Mm, Versus stone of willpower is more like, I guess, water. Ah, so I guess that kind of makes sense of a lot of stories you hear, where people who are under a lot of stress do drugs, and that's really hard for them mm -hmm. to get out of it. Yeah. that kind of what you're thinking of when you try to throw out that theory? That's my main idea, yeah. Okay, so how do you respond to people who get into drugs really easy but then ha find it hard to quit? Ooh. So, some people that get into drugs very easily but find it very hard to quit. That's interesting. Huh. Well, tell me why it's interesting. <laughs> well, you see, according to the theory I posed, right? Someone who is high in discipline would find it hard to get into drugs, but also hard to get out of it, right? And then willpower is the opposite. Yeah, so would you say the person would have high willpower if they get into drugs easily? Once again, another great question. I would have to say, if we're strictly following the rules of logic that I posed, it would be yes. But something about that does not add up. Mm, is this perhaps something to say for our uh, discipline talk later on? Yes, it should be, yeah. Mm. Alright, well... Uh, no, that's enough of the teaser. We already explained a little yeah. bit too much of that, that topic. Yeah, so... The, the ultimate thing I've gotten from this whole New Year's resolution thing... Uh, is... Going back to the main topic... Uh, mm -hmm. People who have a high willpower they're wanting to like they're the ones who are going to be making the resolutions because they want to get something 
Yes. But then they can easily fall out of that pattern. Exactly. But disciplined people, they find it harder to make a New Year's resolution, period. But if they get into it, they're going to stick with that. Yeah. Okay, so we we figured out New Year's resolutions, Monty. How does that make you feel? Well... Well, not relatively exactly. relatively normal things considered because uh it's just new year's resolutions but oh, yeah but we gotta start small we can't we can't mm, have a start... just yet we gotta start somewhere yeah so i'd call that the end of the hez block so if if we want to move on to what your topic for the day is I, i'm all ears all right so i have a list of advice that i use for myself which I eventually plan to perhaps make into a book. No, yeah, don't elaborate too much. You, this is money worth, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So I'm going to talk about one of the topics I have. Okay. We'll go with rule number three, opportunity. So kind of along so, the lines of starting. Well, you can you can say that. So, let me give you a little preverb of what it is. So, opportunity. When you see a chance, you need to take it, and don't wait for it. Well, don't wait later. Don't wait. Later. So, yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. So let me let me let me elaborate on my line of thinking here. So, opportunity is something that is in the present moment. And it can go away just as quickly as it appears. Like, for example, starting this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was afraid because I'm afraid. But I saw, yeah, exactly, everyone's afraid of something. So I saw this as an opportunity. So you only have an opportunity when it happens. You so saw it's it as an opportunity? Yes. Well, that that's interesting because it implies you can see it another way as well. What do you mean? Well, you, you say you saw it as an opportunity, but would somebody else see this as just you know a stupid idea or maybe as a business venture? Oh well, yeah, of course. Well, business venture falls under opportunity, well, but yeah, but I there's get different you're kinds of opportunities, right? Yeah. Some people might see it as a fun thing to do. Others might see it as business or. Something like publicity, you know? Mm hmm Well, it's just interesting to me that you view it specifically as an opportunity and not as, like, any of those things specifically. Well, I'm using the encompassing word of opportunity because there's a lot to gain from doing this in particular, right? Yeah. Like for instance, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. It seems like there's a lot of stuff to do with it. I'm just wondering what in particular like what attracts you to the idea of doing a podcast. Oh, well, you see it's simple. This will do me better for the future. So, you're building something? Yes. It can build a lot of things. Some things you might not even think of. But this is going to tie once again back into opportunity. If you see an opportunity that you feel like might be useful, it's best to take it. Because mm -hmm. 
it's better to take the risk, use courage, than to be ruled by fear and regret it later. Okay. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Uh, what part in particular? Well, because you say, like, take risks now, don't fear anything, but obviously there's some risks you probably shouldn't take. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Unrelated to <You> know. <laughs> so, hmm. what, what okay. about risks? What would you say is your metric for measuring if a risk is good or not? Okay. So... I don't have a set rules, set like a set of rules or a systematic way to go about it, but we can create it here while we have the time. Yeah. So right. a way we can look at it, I would say, is how we look at risk would be what is the thing that's in danger? How high is the degree of danger? And I feel like it should be a third thing just because it sounds cool. Well, yeah, obviously trifectas are the best, but... That's that's an interesting observation there, that what is in danger? People, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah, people don't often think about that, but if there's a high risk of losing something, but it's something you don't care about, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you go all the way with that risk, right? I mean, my public image probably will suffer from this because I'm a nerdy 18-year-old starting a podcast, but mm -hmm. I am willing to risk that. <laughs> Yeah, and sounds the same with you. Well, I'm going to go off topic and go on this self-image thing. So, personally, I don't care too much about self-image. Or do you? Well, emphasis on the part where I say I don't care too much. Yeah. Because obviously, everyone cares to a certain extent because, well, we're human. We have to to live. Mm -hmm. So... Back on topic to the opportunity with the risk. So we have what's in danger, the degree of which the thing is in danger, and lastly, I would have to say when you have to make the decision. Well, I think we're missing the obvious thing, which is what's to be okay. gained. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, <laughs> Why I would I, I risk everything for, something, for getting nothing, right? Okay, okay. So we qualified it into... In three parts. Yeah, yeah. Starting off with three parts, there might be more along the way, but... Well, yeah, obviously. Everything changes with time, which is fascinating in and of itself. Well, I mean, it's just how, it, just how it works. Yeah, like, you ever walk, like listen to a lot of Einstein's theories and his stuff? Like, you know, relativity, all that garbage? Very few. Okay, but you realize that with science, it's pretty much like, yeah, you make a theory... And then five months later, it's disproven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard of that before. But it's just funny that we know so little about the material world compared to what we think we do. You know? Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're going a little off topic of opportunity here, but I'll continue to ride this train. So, there's also the theory posed by, I don't know who, because I'm, well, my brain isn't that smart, I would say. But anywho, <laughs> there's a theory posed that the more dumb you think you are, I say that with quotation marks, means the more smarter you are. In essence, it's the more you realize you don't know, the more you actually know. 
I think that's a Greek philosopher. I don't remember his name either, but the the whole all I know is that I know nothing guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would disagree with that. I think that Oh. Like we know something about the universe, right? Like mm-hmm. what we can see and stuff, but the question is is that really true? Like fundamentally. And for a lot of people, you know, you like that's a pineapple. Well, why is that a pineapple? Why did we decide to call it a pineapple? Like, mm-hmm. you understand the idea that what we see is not necessarily what we get. Do you? Agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because so yeah, you go. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nope, you. Oh no, no, tr- trust me, trust me, trust me. Go ahead. <laughs> You're th- you're sitting back here like oh shoot I've got nothing. <laughs> no 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 trust me I got something. Okay. Uh, one of the things that always interested me is you know the whole thing about we're not actually seeing what color an object is we're seeing what it's reflecting. Yeah. It always interested me to have an idea of what would the world look like if we saw what everything was actually colored like would we see anything like. Write that down. That's going to be a topic for another time. All right. Yep. Put it in the bin. <laughs> All right. So uh, time is starting to starting to come close. We so we're about. going to we got we got some time, of course, but we're going to finish up with the opportunity. All right. So, like I said, it's important to see the opportunity and take it. Of course, of course. Considering the conversation we had about risk, it's very important to have risk into account. The the whole measure once, then act. Yes. Because if you... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, there's an old proverb. Once again, we don't remember anybody here. (laughs) But there was a proverb that said, measure twice, cut once. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like what you're saying is just measure once, cut once. Because if you measure like five or six times, you'll eventually forget what you're talking about. You'll just not ever cut. Yeah, but of course, I'm also dumb enough to measure once, cut 50 times. Ah. But... So maybe it is oh. better to measure twice and then cut once. <laughs> well, I would say it's very situational. So if something's like a minor thing, go ahead after you've calculated the risk. But if it's something really important. Well, once again, I will say like it seriously depends on the situation. Say it's a situation where you will where you would need courage to do something. Mm -hmm. And not just for the sake of like, oh, I'm going to start a business like you probably are going to want to measure twice before you do that because uh, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's really, it's really a big deal. So an example of something that you would want to measure once for is say like you want to start up a conversation with somebody, but you're too afraid to go do it. Well, you would have to act before the fear can catch up. Once again, measure once, cut once. Mm-hmm. But that's not a very high stake. I mean, if that person doesn't want to talk with you after that, okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's lower stakes. But there are, yeah. But of course, there are still there are also times in higher stakes where 
you will need to do that. Like talking to your boss. <laughs> measure your yeah, actually, carefully. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, heck, even in a talking to your boss kind of situation, you could probably use that idea. Um, I mean, talking measure once? Yes, it might not end well. <laughs> no, no, you know what? Forget it. No, it won't end well. All right. Take, don't I take don't back measure once to your boss. Your boss will cut you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He will, he will measure you once and he will cut you once. Uh, but for real, though, like a, a moment of where you would need to measure once, cut once in a high stakes environment, for example, would be a life or death situation because you cannot afford time to think and that's something i would have to say is also along the lines of measure once cut twice or so it's you almost know along like you want to take stock of the situation before you measure like first so, yeah so that's, yeah. A, that's a good way to look at it step yeah. back make sure you can measure if you can't act if you can measure as appropriate Yes, I will, it's all it's all about a balance, right? Yeah, the importance of stepping back and realizing the stakes of the situation. Like, obviously, if I'm measuring and cutting a wooden board, if it's just, like, a tiny little wooden board, you'd be like, oh, I've got tons of wood. If I step back and I'm cutting, like, a mountain-sized piece of wood, I better get this right the first time, because I don't want to be sawing through that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hmm. so step back, make sure you've got the full picture. Okay. Yeah, that's basically all that I have for opportunity. All right. I think we might dig into that a little bit more in a later episode, but it looks like we have uh, hit our mark of the day. We've successfully done it. <laughs> Yay! All right, any, uh, any words to our viewers before you sign off? Yes. So... A little word of advice from from me, right? So, if you are going to do something, I recommend that if you genuinely want to do it or care about doing it, you go 100% at it. You don't go halfway. Okay. Those are my parting thoughts. That's your parting thoughts? All right. And I would say for my part of opportunity... There's a reason why we started this podcast on a Wednesday, not a Monday, despite the fact it's going to be a Monday through Friday cast. And that's Mm -hmm. get it done. Do it. Yeah. You have that wonderful feeling. And we were talking about the other day. Uh, You only know how good something is once you've already done it. (laughs) Yeah. The idea of turning a slab of wood into a beautiful pen. And only you know how good that pen looks, because only you know how bad the piece of wood looked. Well, we can't say the piece of wood looked bad, but... Well, everything we, in God's yeah. creation. But, but we, we get the idea. Yeah. Alright, well... Thank, uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, Monty? Yes, thank you guys for watching. We truly appreciate you coming to visit us. Alright, and that will be uh, I, Hezekiah, the dumbest genius, and... Me, Monty, the smartest idiot.
and we will be back with you tomorrow.